64. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. So literally one more day, I think, after this, and yeah. we'll be done with the book of Job. Right. So, right. We're the book of Job is moving on and on and on. And it's been, you know, long. Right. And it's been um but good, though, at the same time, right? And so remember, there were two ways that the characters in the book of Job right. were thinking, yeah. right? From Job's perspective, it was like, no, 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 God is unjust. Right. Or from the friend's perspective, Job did something wrong. Right. And last time we tried to get it, like, no, there's a third way to think about this. Thing, right. Right? Yeah. That God is still just, and Job didn't do anything wrong. However, the reason for his suffering it's still mysterious, right? Right, and those t- two things aren't polar opposites, right? Yeah. And so we see Elihu come, yep, and he's a little bit closer to that than the other guys. It's it's but it's like that game when you're kids, right? <laughs> yo, yo, my hot or cold, like warmer, yeah. warmer, right, right, right. But he's he's closer to that, but still far from the truth. Yeah. Right, and so um, man, it's just interesting too because he's going to say good things, like in thirty seven, he'll say, hey. God thunders wondrously with his voice, and he does great things that we cannot comprehend. And, um, you know, we talked about last time as well, right? Like, it's not that he does things that we don't understand, but he does things that we can't understand as well. It would take us an eternity to scratch the surface yeah. of who God is and what he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That when we understand, like, the difference in between us and God, right? And this is going to be the main thing that's... Mm-hmm. I, I think it's saying, because you can read this and kind of feel like, man, God goes in. And then Job is like, all right, yo, God, I get it. And then the guy's like, nah, you're going to keep getting this work, right? right? But it's like thing after thing after thing that God says, he's asking these rhetorical questions, mm-hmm. like you said, to make it clear. No, no, listen, you can't understand what it is that I'm trying to do, right? Yeah. And that if we are going to understand mm. what's on the mind of God, mm. it's going to come by revelation, yeah, by God revealing it, not by us stumbling mm. on it, because one of the things we see throughout these three things mm. is Job's like, oh, no, 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 listen, it's not just suffering I don't get, but there are a million ways that God acts in the world, big and small, right. that aren't even on my radar. And mm-hmm. so it does help to show, these chapters help to show, right, the chasm in wisdom and understanding in between man and God. Yeah. So it's like, side note, it's like, so who are you going to trust? Right. <laughs> like, right. you going to trust you with right. your limited, finite understanding or God with his infinite, unlimited right. understanding? And it's so dope, bro, because- like he says, it's like, where were you when I created the world? Right. Right? So um, you, you didn't create anything. But then in verse, um, uh, so that was verse four. But in verse 17, he says, have the gates of death been revealed to you? Right. Have you seen the gates of deep darkness? And what is he getting at? Man, he's like, yo, you're only limited right. to, the, to, the, to, the, to the seen realm. Right. He says, I created the unseen realm. Right? right. Like, so Colossians chapter one, Paul was going to say, no, no. Like God created the visible and the invisible. Right. Right. So there are things you can't even see with your eyes, bro. Right. Even if I could take you around the entire world. Then he talks about the animals. Right. Right. So he's gonna talk about the mountain lions, the oxes, and all that right. kind of stuff. And in those days, they didn't have the same scientific inquiry yeah. or technology that we had. Right. But the animals were still just as complex. Right. Right. So right, like right. he's like, Job, like, 
you don't even understand how I keep all of these things going at the same time. Right. So to think that I mismanage the world right. is the, a huge misunderstanding yeah. on your part. Yeah. And so God is just, yeah, like, no, no, just showing who he is. And I think for us, the whole thing is this. A better view of the world comes from a bigger view of God. That's good. A better view of the world comes from a bigger view of God, bro. That's good. And I think that's just what God is trying to say. Like, yeah. you know how big I am. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, so it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Right. Like you just read these chapters and you're overwhelmed, mm -hmm. but you're overwhelmed in the best way. Right. Job doesn't read this and find himself overwhelmed to the point of sorrow. That's not what God's trying to do. God's trying to overwhelm him to the point of comfort where Job can sit and look and reflect on the rest of creation and say, yo, mm. it's not that I don't even understand. Yeah. It's that I haven't even considered it. Mm. And my consideration hasn't affected God's control at all. Yeah. And so if I take that same principle and mm. apply it to my life, right, that even the things that I do consider and don't quite mm. get my consideration doesn't affect God's control. God's ability to care for me is not limited or not confined by my ability to understand how God works. And that is at the same time mm. freeing because you have to put your trust in God, but it's also liberating because you realize that, oh, God wants me to be free to be in my place and he wants to be free to be in his. Yeah, excellent, man. You know, pour out your raging anger. Look on every proud person and humiliate him. He's talking to Job. Yeah. Look on every proud person and humble him. Trample the wicked where they stand. Hide them together in the dust. Imprison them in the grave. Then I will confess to you that your own right hand can deliver you. What is God doing? Mm. God marvelously, bro, brings out that Job is the one who wants justice. Right. And he continually insinuated like, hey, God was apathetic. To right. the things that were going on in my life. He was uninvolved in administering, in administering justice um, to me yeah. and throughout the world. And he says, yo, Job, you do it. Right. right? <laughs> yo, enforce laws and punish all the wicked people in all places and all times. Then and only then would I give you the mantle that you want from me. Right. Mm. And obviously he can't. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like none of us can. All of us who even care about injustice, bro. Right. We can't even hear and read of all the injustices in the world right. without being overwhelmed. <laughs> right, right, right. Let alone mediate them, undo them, or fix them. And so the text leaves us with this impression, man, that there are a ton of things that merit our questions in this life. But the Lord's justice and power do not qualify as such. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think we learned that in the book of Job, and we'll see how the book finishes off. Yeah. And it'll be a lesson, not just to Job. But to us, yeah. Now let's pray. Father, we thank you for overwhelming us with the best news possible that you're in control even when we can't perceive or understand what you're doing. It's in Jesus' name we pray.